This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. latest episode of the forever bristol city podcast joining me is uh, ian mark and les and a fair few people uh, tuned in to listen live early doors look chaps the thing is nobody's got a 100 percent record in this division after two games i can't ever remember that happening and we're only three points off the top um les let me come to you first as you haven't been on a podcast for a few uh, weeks now since the tail end of last season um are we are we we wrong being depressed at this early stage of the season with uh, another uh, well a a first league defeat coming on the back of uh, a cup exit les i think a lot of it comes down to that blackpool result you know i mean if it's the other way around and we equalize in the last minute people wouldn't be so down but you know, if you look at last season, I think we've improved this season so far. Yes, the football isn't particularly enjoyable to watch. Yes, we haven't won out of the two games we've played, but I think we're better. We've shown more promise than we did really since Christmas. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of average teams in this league. I think we're 17th with one point, which shows there's a lot of teams below us who are probably just as average as we are. And I think that's where we're at. There are still lots of questions that need to be answered, but I don't think it's necessarily as bad as everyone's making it out to be. Okay. Um, Mark, um, briefly from you, um, are are the doomsayers, there's loads of them, Pearson must go and all the rest of it. I mean, for goodness sake, but quickly, Mark, from you, you know, is it it wrong to be disappointed uh, or worried, I should say, after two games and a cup exit? I mean, City just cannot defend uh, crosses from the box, can't stop crosses coming in. When they do, they can't defend them. Second ball, there's no courage challenging players. I mean, the Crooks goal this afternoon was pathetic. It was almost as bad as the one that uh, the uh, the Forest Green player scored. Just no no challenge on the player, player at all. It was disgraceful. We're playing a formation with, with players uh, like... Like Palmer, we're playing left left side of a three, just completely out of position. Wells isn't starting. We got one one man up up front. It's, we just seem to be prepared to fail with that shape. It hasn't really worked at City. It only it worked at Watford. He had better players, and at the moment, it, 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 it it's really, not working. If you come up against a good side, we'll, we'll get torn torn apart. I think if we carry well, on. Well, like that's this. it. That's it. I mean, Ian, we haven't. I mean, the two sides we come up against uh, aren't all that. I mean, Blackpool lost at home to Cardiff today um, and Middlesbrough, you know, they weren't great. I mean, is it, you know, it, it, 
are we just going to have to accept that it's going to be dire all season or are alarm, any alarm bells ringing in your mind at the moment? Yeah, they are. And it's not the results, it's the performances. Um, mm-hmm. Today, we had 62% possession, and that's different from last season. But if you got points for passing the ball sideways or backwards, we'd be top of the Premier League. Um, yeah. that, that doesn't, you know, it, it's it's boring to watch. Okay, if you do that and you dominate possession in the other side's half and you play through them and you score some goals, fantastic, but we don't. Um, and we've played three games now. We've had, I think, uh, oh, I'll just take the league games. We've had four shots on target. I mean, they had 38% of the ball today. They had seven shots on target and they had more shots in total. Yeah, well, 12 7 against our 10 and 2, which the manager said that even the 10 were not real positive chances, but we're not, we're not finding. No, they uh, they the were, target. but the, 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 problem, the problem with it is that we're playing a formation that doesn't suit the players that we've got. And if you can tell me that our squad is good enough to leave Thomas Callas and um, Naki Wells out of the first 11, I'm telling you, you don't know anything about football. I'm ever so sorry. If people, if, if, people don't, if people don't like it, hard luck. We're yeah. not good enough to leave them out. Now, you can play whatever formation you want. You can play 4-2-3-1, four, 4-5-1, four, call it what you will. Play anything you like if you've got the players to play it. But you're not... We haven't got the players to play that formation, even when O'Dowd is fit, even when Joe Williams is fit. So go to three five two against Reading. We might not beat them, but at least we're going to look like um, getting some efforts on target and getting some balls and some players in the box. Yeah, yeah. Les, what did you think of the starting lineup today? I mean, it was pretty predictable. I mean, if Callum had been fit, I'm sure he uh, would have been in. Um, but Ian's just alluded to the fact that you should always play your best players. Now, certainly, I say Callas is one of your best players and for the money spent you'd argue that Naki Wells but would you have expected him to change the side at all uh, Les? No it, it was very much what I expected to be honest um, and it, you know it's all well and good saying we need to play the players you know and find a formation to fit in our best players but I don't think there is a single formation that suits us because we're so imbalanced across the whole squad the only formation that I think we could play with the players we have is 4-4-2 but the problem is you've then got two centre midfielders who are going to get overrun by the majority of teams who play with three in the middle I don't think we can play 3-5-2 because I don't think we've got any wing backs um, and I think we'll just end up getting pinned back because they don't get forward enough um, so the problem Pearson has is he's still trying to find the best formation with the players he's got when I don't think there is a, st- yeah. a stable formation because we just haven't got the players and Pearson needs to take some responsibility for that because one of the play, one of the positions we needed to strengthen over the summer more than any was right back, and he's brought in a player who's clearly, based on what people have said about Forest Green and what we saw last season, whose legs have gone in Simpson. Yeah. A complete waste of a wage, a complete waste of a position, which means we've got a centre back out there, a centre back who hasn't been good enough for the last three or four years. So we need, unfortunately, talking about Callas and Wells or Nag, we need to get rid of some of them. Because if you get rid of Callas for six million, five million, whatever it is, you can bring in two, three players then. So until that time comes, I think we're going to look very disjointed, very disjointed. That's good. No, you make a good uh, you make a good point there, um, Mark. I mean, Les has just said about we'd be weak weak in midfield with a three, or you know, with 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 the two that we've got. But we're playing James and King in the middle, and I have to say. Alex Scott, if you're having, you know, I, I didn't see the game in full today, but, you know, what, what, what is the best formation, Mark, in your view? I, I just don't think we know. I mean, ideally, I like to see us play a 3-5-2, but we, like Les was saying, we, we signed Danny Simpson, so we, we you know, we, we've allowed him a wage. And Viner, he just doesn't seem to be able to. He, 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 he was. He's not a centre back. You know, he, he failed at centre back last season. Got found out against players like Jao of, of Reading and, and other players who got to turned him easily. And at right back, he looks like he's suffering as well. Doesn't yeah. really do much going going no. forward. So no. you've got two 
decent players sitting in front of a in front of a defence who seemed to be taken out of the game because teams were just targeting us down the flanks. We got a small left back who's decent going forward, but hasn't scored any goals for us in in three years and's got terrible injury problems. And a right back that's playing there out of necessity. Yeah. So yeah. we just don't know. We just don't know. We just can't. I mean, simply, we cannot defend. Even no. when we got ourselves back into the game today, we looked purposeful going forward. But we always knew that if they slung a few crosses into the box, the likelihood they were going to get a good chance, and they did. Well, it they did. But and we're lucky. I think they only they only have one corner uh, along with us, if uh, I read it correctly. I mean, um, Ian, come to you for the first goal. Uh, everybody's talked about. Zach Viner being targeted and following it on Twitter and various other places, you know, they put a lot of pressure under him. I think it was Jones. And that first goal, okay, Alex Scott lost the ball in possession, but Jones went mm-hmm. on and on and on. Viner sort of seemed to be standing off him. I thought I saw James ambling back. You know, um, Viner, he ain't a fullback. He isn't a central defender when we've got three better players ahead of him anyway, yeah? And he isn't a midfielder because we've got a whole tribe of midfield players. I mean, you know, look at that first goal, though. That was, that was poor, wasn't it, Ian? And, and add to that your views on Viner, if he has a best position. Viner was left um, 2v1 because Scott lost the ball and didn't track back, uh, or he didn't track back quick enough. And that's what you're going to get when you've got the players that we've got in the team. I mean, I think at the moment, uh, in terms of Zach Viner, I think Zach Viner is a right back, um, stroke, right centre back. But as you say, there are better players available. I was, I wasn't surprised when we signed Simpson, but I don't think we should have signed him. Um, We should have gone out and done better. In terms of Les's point about if you go out and sell Callas, yeah, but who's going to buy it? Someone has got to want to buy him. Um, and we, if we sell Callas, we need to bring in another centre-back or unless you think Robbie Cundy's good enough or Taylor Moore's good enough. And then if, if you're going to play a three, we can play a three. We're just not very... I agree, we're not hugely strong in the wing-back position. Jada Silva has scored. He scored up at Huddersfield, didn't he, last year when we won 2-1? Yeah, sorry, yeah. he did score. He had scored one yeah. goal. Apologies. Yeah, so so someone's going to want the players, right? Saying you, you're these players. Oh, Taylor Moore is going to Oxford, is he? Oh, right, okay. And then you speak to their their manager, and he says, "Well, anything about it." And yeah. Oxford fans falling about at the fact that, you, that they say, "You honestly think we're going to pay half a million quid for anybody? No way, not yeah, with our because they got no so, money." So I tend to listen to them. All right, I know we paid them one point six for Atkinson, who looks. He looks a decent defender. He brought the ball out well a couple of times today. Um, but we are so uh, toothless and lacklustre. We've got a midfield that can't defend and can't attack. So what, what does it do? And we had uh, no power and pace up front. Well, we know so that. We know that we, with, with, with Martin up front. But, you're not going to get the pace, so are you? The, the, only, the only way you're going to do something about it is to go out and, and get players. Now, Lansdowne said quite clearly, or Pearson said, I've got to sell before I can buy. So uh, he's going to, uh, it's up to him to manage that, or uh, Richard Gould, or uh, whoever else gets involved in it. But I don't think Richard that, Gould, I mean, I think Richard Gould is an administrator in the purpose of, of this because he wouldn't know, he, he, he probably knows less about what is a good player than we do. And he's a totally different kettle of fish to departed uh, Mark Ashton. So great to see Ipswich struggling. Yeah. But Richard Gould is an, <laughs> Richard Gould is an administrator. Richard Gould is an administrator, right? So, yeah, some, all right. Then some, someone has got to say, right, I need, name them. I need a right back. I need a, Centre forward, and I need uh, a winger. Okay, so you say I want those three players, right? What are they going to cost? Well, they're going to cost us four million quid, and I can I can go out and I can get them uh, next week, but I need the money. So you've got two choices. Lansdowne says, right, go and get them, but before the window or by Christmas, you have to shift somebody out the door for five million. Yeah. 
right? Or shift two players out the door for five million. So there's yeah. two ways you do it because, you know, the, uh, but I think it'll probably need to be done now because when do the next set of accounts? Uh, well, the, May, the account. accounts to the end of May come out any time now. They should do, really. Yeah, and they are going to show that £35 million uh, loss. But, uh, I mean, Ian, you said uh, about £5 million for Calas. Les, I mean, no, no, I didn't. No, hang on, Dave. Dave, oh. Dave, I didn't say about £5 million for Calas. You said if somebody, somebody offers five million. Somebody offered five. It, I, yeah. I said if somebody – no, no, I'm, oh, no, I didn't say Calas. I said if someone's going to want to buy the player. So if yeah. we're imagining Pearson has got – wants three players, right? A right back, a winger, and, a, and a, for me, a big striker, right? And then they said, well, okay, you want these three players, Nigel. What are they going to cost? And he says, well, they're going to cost us five million quid. Steve Lansdowne's going to say to him, right, okay, who are you selling to raise the five million quid? Who is it? And he's got yeah. to be able to tell. Now, if he says, well, we haven't got any offers in or we can't sell anybody then what he's basically saying is, well, then you can't have those players because yeah. the accounts this year won't count towards fair play without this coming year. In other words, 21-22 uh, being included because that's one of the things the EFL have decided to do so that people aren't punished because of COVID. But it's not just us. There's very few clubs. No, everybody, everybody's, everybody's in the same. Are, everybody. are, are, are spending money. So we've got a choice. The, the yeah. big problem is we've got, as someone's alluded to, we've got a rake of midfield players and they're all pretty samey and pretty average. Yeah. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think um, you know, that's 100% right that we've got that depth there. I mean, Les, are you surprised, is, you know, it's still about two and a half weeks to go, three weeks in the window. Are you surprised nobody's come in maybe for Bentley or Callas or even Nash, for that matter. We don't, and, and if Ben White goes for fifty-one million to Arsenal, then a fair price for Callas is, you know, ten million, maybe even more. Are you surprised nobody's come in for any of our players yet? Uh, They're the only saleable assets. Those three. I don't think Dan Bentley is as good a goalkeeper as everyone makes seems to make him out to be. I think he's a good Championship goalkeeper. I don't think he's a Premier League goalkeeper. As for Callas, yeah, I mean White's one for fifty million. I if someone came in with Callas for four or five million, I'd snap their hands off straight away, simply mm. because of the situation we're in. And then you also got to think of the wages. You know what I mean? He's on what twenty k minimum, maybe slightly more. That's what the, that's what I've heard. Um, so I think we yeah. need to be realistic. I don't think teams will come in to ca- come in for Callas at anything close to ten million in the current climate, um, unless maybe a team in Europe um, outside the English football system comes in for him. Uh, so well, I can't, no, I can't see that because they're they're. I think a lot of them, unless they've sold a player like Inter Milan, uh, they're worse off than the clubs are over here. No, yeah, I mean no, right. we, we're kind of we're kind of stuck in that situation that we've got a handful of players on big wages who ain't playing. And what we what we need to understand is if Callas goes, that is three or four players we can bring him. You know, if Nadge goes... Into today's market, yeah. Into today's market. Yeah. And if, if Nadge goes, that's two players we can get in. Because yeah, or even if he fee. goes and we get him get rid of him for a smallish fee, it frees up his wages and he's probably yeah, what, one of the high earners. Yeah. 15K, you know. Um, the one I would keep is Wells because I think Wells is a good championship striker. I don't think we're going to get better than Wells. Uh, no. In the current climate, but the likes of Callas, no, and we're Madge. and we're and we're, cert- we're certainly not not going to get the five million pound back we paid for him. That's a dead cert. No, not not it was no. thirty one now. Thirty years 31. old. Yeah, so I, I think Callas is a good defender. I think we need to get rid of him to benefit the wider squad. If he goes, we get a centre back, we get a right back, we get a winger, and we potentially get a striker as well because of the wages and because of the transfer fee. So yeah. it's a no-brainer. Like the other guys have said, it's all well and good saying it. We need someone to come in for him. And I think Pearson's trying to force that by not picking him. Um, and I don't blame him. But no. uh, what we need players. We need players desperately uh, because otherwise we are going to struggle. And we, as we say, we've got two and a half weeks. Let's get back to the game. Mark, um, we said our marking was shabby at set pieces, but the equalising goal, which came after... Uh, uh, oh, well, came on the hour. James free kick, dinked it in. King's header. There was nobody nobody near him at all, was there? 
No, he just he just walked past a, a stationary defender and and added it in and think he'd been taking lessons from us in defending and then then City threw caution to the wind, seemed to you know throw a lot of players up up front and we looked like we were going to get a second goal, but lo and behold. The same, you know, we, we went, we are, it's, yeah, it's did, defending. And I just, I mean, I just took a look at the first goal and Nick Piezu, he just pushes Jada Silva out of the way. I mean, the ball comes across and uh, I think it's a, it's a second ball because it's deflected across because I think Atkinson or somebody gets a ball at the near post. That's right. No, you're yeah, right. You're right. Sissy, Sissy, I mean, we were, cha- we were chasing the game, which we, we, you know, we, we, we put, uh, we put Wells up front, put another put another man on. We were chasing the game. We Janet, got back Janet into the came game. on for Scott. Yeah, and then we looked like you know we were in control of the game, and we just we just cannot we just cannot manage manage a game out, can we? When we when we got a good, a good chance, we just can't manage a game. And there's no there doesn't seem to be any leadership on the pitch at all this this season. And like you said, I, I got to be worried. Um, I disagree, with Les. That Callas should be should be starting. He's one of our best players. He should be. He should be starting, and Wells should be starting. I don't understand why Wells didn't come on his sub last week. And Alex, Alex uh, Scott's playing gamefully, but I mean, I think it's come a bit too soon for him. And he's only seventeen years old. You can't expect miracles from a seventeen-year-old. Um, but he, he, really, we yeah, we we, we need a we need a, a a right back. We need some more midfielders, and another midfielder or two, and a, and a, a definitely a centre forward. But the transfer market is just dead at the moment. The fact that there are no offers for Callas that we know about, that Bentley I think is prone to lapses of concentration. That's why nobody's coming for him. But nobody's got any money. I mean, just no, look at look no, at the right. player, look at the you're players right. that Middles that Middlesbrough bought at Piazza, who was playing for Wickham last season. Yeah, but he's just a, he's just a big, strong, old-fashioned. Well, we were interested forward. in we were interested in the guy who got the winning goal, Crooks, weren't we? Matt was he Crooks. one? That, was he one? Yeah. Was he a million quid? Was he a million quid? Yeah, I read undisclosed. Yeah, he, he was central midfield so for uh, oh, he's for, midfield, for Rotherham. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Ian, let me come he's, on. Six, he's a six-foot-tall central yeah. midfielder. Gets goals. Yeah. Ian, let me come on to the offensive side of our game today. <coughs> Joke. Um, <laughs> look. Chris Martin is lacks pace and he's only good for 10 goals. I got to ask the question, Andreas Weiman today, what did he do and what did Palmer do? Because, you know, if you look at the park, if you look over the park, you know, there's on paper, there's some good players there, but you'd expect more from a guy who costs us 4.2 million Palmer and one who we've thought fit to sign on for another contract in what effectively takes him well into the twilight of his career in the aftermath of an ACL. I don't think either of them did anything today, did they? Well, Palmer was 3.5. He won 4.2. And the... Oh, don't spare no, him, <laughs> and, and I gave him I gave him 3 out of 10 in my yeah. marking. I thought that was quite generous. I don't know. I've no idea what he is. Uh, I, I don't know what he does. And if you look at his record in terms of someone is alluded to on the text messages, um, I don't, I don't see what he, he does. His record is something like uh, one in twelve, one in thirteen, one in ten across various clubs for scoring goals in or his career. So I, I'm afraid um, I, I, I can't see, and I really can't see how you could have him and Scott in the team. I really don't because I don't say say they're similar, but it can't be doing Scott's confidence any good playing for a poor side. No. Um, so you'd be, you'd be better off letting him have 20 minutes from the bench if we're doing all right to, yeah. to acclimatise him. I mentioned Matt Crooks uh, in the summer and said we should assign me six foot four and he's a midfield player. He likes to tackle and he scores goals. We haven't got any of them. So we still well, would got... people say that Andy King satisfies that criteria to a point, no, or maybe no, he did eight years ago? Well, he's, he's yeah, but he's he's much older, and I think he's thirty-two. Andy, he does score goals if he gets the opportunity. He got a lot of goals when he was with Le- Leicester, uh, but he's only six foot and he's not strong in the tackle. He, I mean, yeah. he's okay, but we haven't got a midfield player that can really defend, which is why we finished up playing. Zach Viner in there a few times Oof, last season, yeah. so at least he, yeah. he 
run around and tackle a few people. But yeah. I, I don't think we can, you know, uh, we've got to make the best out of what we've got. And being the best means getting Callas and Wells in that side. And I'm saying a 3 5 2 because that fits. Now, there might be a lad who, who plays right back in the academy um, who can come in and do a, a better job, bit of a bit of a, flying, yeah. bit of a flying, flying wing back. But at the but, moment, Pearson is telling his full backs to sit deeper. Yeah, um, and it, it it's not it's not it's working. not working. So it's not. So so push those. Get if you play with three at the back, your your fullbacks can push on a lot. If you look when we went up under Cots, we had Mark Little and Joe Bryan, and yeah. a lot of the time when we were attacking, they were far further upfield than Aaron Wilbram. So yeah. it can it can be done, but you need that bit of. I don't know. You need to have a decent defence, but you need a threat. And yeah. at the moment, we haven't got a threat. I thought I felt sorry for Chris Martin today because he was isolated. No service. With, no service. With, with no no service and very yeah. little support. And I don't let's, know what the bloke's meant to do. No, let's read out some of the messages because people do contribute a lot during these. Uh, PBG, uh, he said 12 million. Ha ha ha. When I said that about Callas, uh, M. Garland likes the show which is good Tomo says Cello Dowda Palmer Nage, Palmer and Naj that's your five million yeah but somebody's got to want them and I think but that's questionable exactly, whether anybody that's a, does that's, the, point that's I, the key thing that's the point I make that's the point uh, PBG I make. again has said our DNA me. threshold is high though problem is they're as soft as word I won't repeat um Who'd want to buy Palmer? Red Robin says, uh, never assists and hardly ever scored. Mr. Garland, getting our money back for Callas would be a result. Yeah, that's about the max we get. Didn't we buy Callas for eight million? Says Tommy, yes, we did. Uh, around that, correct, correct on JP. We won't sell for less than we spent on him. What striker are we going to get for that money? I think the problem's more than just strikers, as we've just been saying. Palmer may bring in a million. Oh, David has say two million. Tomo, you're having a laugh, mate. Um, there we go. That's all the messages done there. Uh, let well, me ask you. Kind of, yeah. Go on. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say about Palmer. I think Palmer's one of the worst signings we've made in the last 15 years. <laughs> I mean, when you look at his contribution on the pitch, he is an absolute liability. He was at Huddersfield. He did nothing. He was at Blackburn. He did nothing. Went to Swansea from us and done absolutely nothing. He's come back to us and he gives the ball away in dangerous positions. Whoever sanctioned that yeah. signing, they didn't know his best position. They didn't yeah. know what his best strengths were. It was an awful bit of business. And there is not a single championship team or a Prem team who will take him off our hands. Yeah, it's but just not do, you not think, do you think, I mean, we don't want to talk about people that have left, but I mean, it's got Mark Ashton's fingers all over it, Palmer, hasn't it, really? you know, it, it, the... it, it was an awful and it is an awful signing. He isn't good enough at this level. I'd pick Alex Scott over him every day of the week. Um, and unfortunately, like you said, it's like the Ipswich scattergun approach that Ashton did uh, done this season. He did it for us last year or the year before, whenever we've got him. Um, and I think we're paying the price for that now. <sighs> Interesting you make that point. I was going to come on and ask you about the offensive side of our game at the moment. I mean, I said when fit, a front three of, um, of uh, Vyman for his pace and because they don't want to drop him. Vyman, uh, Naki Wells in the middle, and then when he's fit, Semenya. Front, those front three with Scott just behind because he is the most creative player that we've got. Does that look a good shape to you? So it becomes... No. No, no, because I don't enough. think we'll I don't think we'll play the football that will get uh, get the best out of Wales when he plays up front by himself. He can he can play up front and get by himself. We saw that for QPR, but they played a very particular brand of passing, exciting, counter attacking football. We do not play that. We haven't played that for years. We haven't got the players to play that. The two biggest threats for us are Chris Martin and Naki Wells. So for me, we need to find or Pearson needs to find a way of getting those two players in the same team. Um, and we'll get goals. I have no doubt about that at all. But for me, Martin has to play because he is that focal point who will win and bring the ball down. If Wells plays up front by, the, by himself, what will end up happening is Baker will get the ball, he'll smash um, it long, and yeah. Wells will end up getting beaten every time. But we need that runner in behind. That's why Wells needs to play. Alex Scott has got the ball in this number 10 position, and he's trying to play through balls. Chris Martin isn't going to do that, is he? 
That's just not his mm. game in any way, shape or form. And then you've got Odell to potentially environment on the two sides who don't score enough at this level. So that means you need to find a way of getting Wells and Martin on the pitch together. And I know Ian likes 3-5-2. I think the only way we could play 3-5-2 is if we played Odell at wing-back because he's the only one who can get up and down, up and down. And uh, But that's square pegs and round holes. That's a good point. It's that's tricky. a good point, though, about Odell that maybe he's better at that role because offensively he doesn't offer uh, a great deal. What do you think, uh, Mark? I mean, we, we, we seem as though, you know, we're on the same page, yet we've all got a different sort of type of writing implement, haven't we, really? What, what do you think, Mark? Well, we actually recruit into a plan again because, I mean, you go back to Danny Simpson and Zach Viner. Are they any better than, than Jack Hunt? You know, Jack Hunt, at the start of last season, was supplying good good crosses from, from the right. And, uh, we, you know, we had Martin and, uh, and, and Wells playing up front. Martin cushioning the ball down for Wells, you know, for the... the Great goal that it's uh, it's Stoke. Similarly for goals at, at Forest, and we got off to that that roaring start. But there's just nothing coming from the sides. But are we actually recruiting to a plan? You know, we recruited for for four two three one. I just don't think we got a clue. Is the recruitment any better than it was under Holden Johnson? I don't know. I can't. Ian, see what do you what do you say? Because realistically, it's a flat market like we've never experienced uh, before. But the recruitment. You know the the plan is that Pearson appears to have brought in players that he knows, but is that the basis of a plan, Ian? Would you say or not? Well, no, it's clear. It's clearly not. Um, he hasn't got the players. To, if he wants to play four two three one, he hasn't got the players to play it, and that's it. So he might as well stop doing that and do something else. If, if it's if it's four four two. Uh, then so be it. If if that's the way we get two players up front, but I still don't think that gets your best defenders in the team. I mean, I think, I mean, Cam Cam Pring. Uh, it's a shame that he's not right sided because he'd walk into the side because he is a real up and down good left back stroke left wing back. And unlike Jay De Silva, he's six foot one inches tall, uh, so he's not going to get knocked out the way at the back. But you can't blame. De Silva getting knocked out of the way at the back post in the penalty area against Ick Piazu. I mean, he'd knock all of us over. He's huge. And yeah. unfortunately, we haven't got that player. That's why when we play the ball forward, and Les is quite right, when we play hoofball, which we do, when we play the we either play it too slow through midfield, by which time we're up against a solid two solid banks of five defending, um, or we hoof it. And we, we hoof it forward. Martin's not very big. He's the he's the biggest we've got, but he's not holding, up, uh, holding the ball up and playing people in because he doesn't get enough support around him. Chris Martin is five foot ten. That's not the last time I looked for a footballer. That's not huge. That's not big so, for a centre forward. And those, that, that lad at Pizu, and there's another one at Wickham has gone somewhere, um, isn't it? I mean, Chris, both of those would offer a more physical presence than um because didn't, didn't one go to Luton and Nick Pizu went to Borough yeah both of those that offer a more physical presence than Chris Martin ergo are both of those better purely in a physical presence term not necessarily footballing ability than Louis Britton because he's got that physicality yeah, well, he battered Brentford didn't well, he I'd, the little time yeah, he was I'd, on. I'd bring I'd, 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 I'd have Britton uh I think Britton's the guy that comes in if if Martin can't play and gets a knock because uh, he Martin's not the youngest as well. So I but I don't understand. It seems to me that Conway Bell um, are Pearson. further up the pecket pecket. Oh, Pearson's a winger and he's like a wide right, right. midfielder. Hey, I'll tell you what, that's a bloke that could play right wing back. Sam, Sam Pearson. Sam, yeah. He could play right. Who's the other young? Yeah. Um, I'll just read a couple of other comments that people have put on here. uh, Reg, RCGZLH. Palmer is the only player that can create anything at all. Some nice through balls versus Blackpool Sabler goal versus Forest Green. It would help if he had some movement in front of him and wasn't stuck out on the left. Uh, Ali said, I believe, naively probably, City will utilise the low market before the end of the month. So he, Pearson, 
can continue with his plan, plan of formation. He wants eventually achieving identity from the team. It's a good point, identity. I don't think that is far from what he wants, but some just aren't the right fit. PBG has said, Hunt not good enough, uh, yet we replaced him with the worse. And you're right, Hunt did get forward uh, a lot, as um, as Mendip City has uh, pointed uh, out. Um, PBG has also said, Palmer is a showboat training pitch footballer, but of no use on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, Mendip City says, Pearson has a load of average players to work with, but he needs to pick the best formation to get something from them, which is what Ian and Les have been saying. We haven't had a good right back since Luke Ayling. Even Mark Little, uh, I thought Corey Smith, this is me saying this, I thought Corey Smith did uh, well in a few uh, games that he played there, but he's long gone now, isn't it? Uh, Mendip City said, I agree with him totally. I see nothing uh, in De Silva, doesn't lack the physicality, offers no real threat going forward at the moment. And then PBG said, we miss Patterson for all his inconsistent spells. At least he had the occasional bit of uh, quality. A lot of good comments there. Um, guys, um, Let's look forward. No, let's not look forward for a moment. Um, f- the, the, the the record, Les, now, it's, what is it, 17 games if you include the cup games, two wins, four uh, draws, 11 defeats. At what point, let's assume that we fail to win this side of the international break, and I hope we do, and we all hope we do, even though we're labelled as miseries, but... If we go into the international break, Les, winless, we might get a couple of draws, and without signing any players, you know, it's going to be tough, isn't it, for the autumn up to the next window? Les. You lost Les. I've lost Les. Can't hear Les. Les Class. I'll ask you, Mark. I mean, winless and no new players before the window. There's pressure there, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that that would would tell you a lot about the state of Bristol City if that was the case. I'm sure we'll go into the loan market. The tra- we don't know what's going to happen in the transfer market because people have got you know teams have got to buy our players to free up some money. I think the only the, the, the only option then is is the loan market. Do we you know and you know loan from higher up? Um, and it's gonna that will go go to the you know the the, the last couple of days of the window because the, um, teams would would look to finalise their squads. Perhaps teams in Europe when they got to finalise their squads for the uh, the rest of the season. So we just don't just don't know who we're gonna who we're gonna get. But I don't. I mean, there's pressure on on uh, on Nigel Pearson. Pressure on all managers. And you know, it's poor one point from the first two games. We should have had three last week, but. If he was to go, if you know, if, if things if things went nuclear, who, who's going to be able to come in and come to come in and fix it? And do well, a better job with the same no, players, you well, know, exactly. exactly the same problem. Exactly. So we just got a soldier on. Yeah, Les. I was just saying before uh, we lost you for a moment ago. I mean, if we do go into the international break winless and without that transfer activity, God, it's going to be a long, long, uh, well, autumn, winter up to the next transfer uh, window, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me all right? Yeah, got you now. Yeah, can you yeah, hear yeah, sound. Um, well, yeah, it's going to be very difficult. The question I have is, would the Lansdowns or Steve Lansdowns let us get into that position in the first place? I don't know enough about financial fair play to say whether we literally cannot bring another player in until we get rid. But I find it hard to believe that if we are really struggling the next three or four weeks, that they don't dip their hands in their pockets. Because the one thing they can't afford is for us to go down. Um, of course, the other argument is... There are a lot of other teams in the same boat as us who are worse than us. If you look at the likes of Blackpool, Huddersfield, Derby. Nottingham Forest are right down there as well with the saviour Chris Hewton. He's not exactly pulling up trees, yeah. Played two, lost two. Um, You know, I watched the Derby Peterborough game earlier and they were both absolutely dreadful. So I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. But I do think that if we don't get any players in, it's going to be a real tough season for us. It is, yeah. Uh, Ian, um, somebody said here, Steve, uh, he said, personally, I tried Callas at right back again after Zach's performance today. Now, Callas played at right back for Borough the year they went up and for Fulham when he was there. And I think one of the reasons why he came here, I seem to recall reading, was uh, on the assumption that he played his preferred central defender position. Right, Ian, 
Kalasat right mm-hmm. back, why not? So you stick with your four four two, but you get your so called best player on the pitch. Well, I, I would rather that than what we're doing now, but that doesn't mean to say it's right. Um, can I read you something a, a, a City fan has uh, uh, put on Twitter about playing one up top? You can only do that if it's a high energy. If you if the guy up front has got the height, uh, movement, high energy and power to hold the ball up and play people in, and then people have to keep up with him. We haven't got one of those. Uh, my suggestion, if we if we try that, to be honest, is Lewis Britton, because just from a sheer physicality point of view. But for some reason, like I say, he seems down the pecking order. But yeah, I mean, if it's a choice between, if if I saw that we were sticking with a back four, but Thomas Callas was playing right back against Reading, I, mean, I wouldn't be heartbroken, but I wouldn't think it's the best use of his his talent. That's that's all I would say. Mm. Mm. I'd rather Let's, play a three and play yeah. Sam Pearson is right wing back and yeah. he has played there, played there before and he's also played there for the under twenty threes. Yeah. Les, do you think the board and now we're talking the landstand here, do you think we're playing too much respect to FFP? You know, like certain clubs, with the exception of Brentford, seem to ride a coach and horses through all the regulations and, and, you know, you can be a little bit over on FFP and just sort of going out and maybe making the odd difference, getting the odd player now that nudges us, doesn't go and break the transfer record. But do you think we're in uh, thrall to FFP? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it works. If you look at the likes of Blackburn, they haven't been able to make a signing. If you look at the Derby, they can't sign anyone. And what we don't want to do is get ourselves in a position where we are in their shoes or we can't bring anyone in. I don't know how close we are to it. Uh, I think a lot of this comes down to the... I think Lansdowne released a statement or did a podcast last week where he basically said uh, the new chief executive, what's his name, Richard Gould, is is not the hands-on football man that we had previously and we think that's going to work better for us. So maybe that's a nod at the fact that the transfer activity we previously done has left us in the shit a bit uh, because we are now currently got a load of dead wood, which means we can't make those silings that we need. Uh, are we playing too much respect to it? I can't answer that question because I don't know. Um, what I do know is I think they'll do whatever they can to make sure that we are not at threat of relegation. Yeah. If that means bringing two or three players in, if not more, and we take that risk, I think they'll do that. Um, and I, like I also said, I don't think things are as bad as people are making it out to be, you know. So there are other worse sides. Who knows? We'll there. have to wait no, and see. I, I agree. I agree. M- Mark, I mean, the loan market is there. Bringing in youngsters from Premier League clubs is almost a little bit of a slap in the face to some of our youngsters. But you're not going to get an experienced player coming on loan from a Prem club because Lansdowne won't pay the wages. Do you see us being active in the loan market um, with, with like, you know, getting a young player who is a star of the future? Yeah, possibly. But I think again, you, you're gonna you're gonna have to hope that the the, the loaning club subsidise some of the wages because otherwise, you you, you can't bring them in um, because some of these players are on fifty grand a week. So you know we, we're not gonna we're not gonna sanction those 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 sort of wages full full stop. Yeah. So no, it's, it's a bit it's a bit of an, I mean it'd be nice it'd be nice to see our younger players start, but they're they're not really ready ready for it. You think players at a higher level, even if they 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 are untried players that have been around the first team at some of the top clubs or some of the mid end clubs would on paper be better than than what we've got. But I think at the moment it's going to be. A, I mean, it's going to be a transition season. Hopefully, there are three worse teams than us. You know, like we said, Derby County seem to be in a complete utter mess. Yeah, uh, there's a likes of you know a Blackpool and other teams that will struggle, and we just got to hope we're going to be better than them and have a lot of patience. Because, and I, yeah. I really want Nigel Pearson to succeed. 
but well, he, we want City. We want City to succeed, really. Yeah, we and, want City. You know, want, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I want I, I want Nigel Pearson and Bristol City to succeed, but I think we're going to have to have a lot of patience because I mean, he, it might get worse before it gets better until we find it? a settled side and some identity. And you know we play a formation that works because at the moment it's not working with those players. It's never, it's never going to work at all with the, with with that formation with those players, and some some of that Deadwood needs to go. Uh, and you know, don't know why the likes of Casey Palmer are playing at the moment. I think we, Ian he's alluded to this before. The only place he can play really is just behind a striker. Let, yeah. You know, otherwise well, behind that, he just that loses, have, he loses the agree. ball. All agree we'd have Scott in that uh, position despite his age. All right, let's look forward. Ian, uh, Tuesday uh, night, uh, Reading, not done well there for the last couple of seasons, if I recall correctly. Um, they won today against Preston. That's another team who are pointless. I think they could be uh, a surprise team in the sense of uh, being camped out in the bottom six. But uh, he said in his press conference, did uh, Nigel, um, but some of those players, there's going to be some change. You know, some of our stick. I'm true to my word. I will give players a chance. So, your lineup Tuesday, uh, Ian. Not well. What you think he will play Tuesday? Assuming Callum is fit um, and Semenyo's not ready yet. But what side do you think he'll play? I don't think it will be a world in his. I think he'll go with two up top. I think he's learned that lesson. He's still there. Probably O'Dowda and Wyman on the wings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think you've got uh, right. Okay, I think you've got. He'll uh, probably go four four two. Would be my guess. Possibly, as you say, with Kalasic right back. Um, uh, I can't see him going three five two, or I think he. But although I think he should, but if he does anything, he'll switch to four four two. So it'd be more or less the same team. You might see one of the two central midfield players, King or James, uh, drop out, and somebody like Backinson come in. But I'm, if I had to, you know, wager, I'd I'd say he'll probably go four four two. So we we get the two strikers up front. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tweet what what I do and I'll send it to you, Dave. So that, you know there's a difference between right, what I put do it on and what I think what I think uh, Nigel Pearson would do. So um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that's what I do, but I, I just can't can't see Nigel Pearson Nigel Pearson doing it, even though he says he's going to give people a chance. And, yeah. and Reading play a four-two-three-one, but they got somebody in Lucas Joao, who is a big, strong player who can hold the ball up and bring the, the other, bring the free behind into play. What mm. what what Reading are missing this season is Michael Lise, who was superb from last season. They sold him to Palace, but they seem to be sticking with the same formation. Yeah, yeah. Les, yeah. Um, changes. I mean, Seiku Jana scored uh, a couple. Uh, it was only against uh, Forest Green, but that second one looked a, looked a good goal the way he curled it in. I mean, would you say, could he start ahead of uh, Calamo Dowda just to give us something a bit different? No. No, definitely not. I don't think this is a time to just throw in youngsters and hope for the best. I think he'll probably... Well, he may stick the four two three one. He may go to like a four four one one where you've got uh, Martin playing deeper um, so he has the opportunity to support the midfield, but then that gives the opportunity for Wells to come in and we can still go quite direct because Martin's there to win and pick up those balls that go long. Um, he needs to find a way of getting Wells and Martin in the team. I think he will play both of them and I think we'll see Martin playing slightly deeper with O'Dowder on the left, probably Wyman on the right with King and... Um, What's his name? Matty James in the Matty middle. James. with yeah. yeah, maybe Callas will come in at right back. Maybe Danny Simpson. I don't think he'll change the two centre-backs. I don't think he'll change the left-back. Uh, like Ian said, he may rest one of the midfielders. I don't think he'll play Backinson. I don't think he trusts Backinson. Um, he hasn't got any minutes yet this season, which I think says everything you need to know. I think Masengo is more likely to come in, if anything. Uh, but I think he may go for a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-4-1-1 with O'Dada and Byman playing maybe slightly deeper to support the midfielders. Yeah, and, Vi- and Vyman for you, always in your starting 11, come what come what No, 
No, I don't yeah. think we've got much choice at the moment. If he's going to play four-two-three-one, then I think Semenyo is going to need to come in because he's got pace. He gets in behind. He's direct. He's much more of a threat than Bayman is, especially at home. Um, but he's not. But avail- again, he's not available in. He's not available until after the international break in September. Well, yeah. then, then we're stuck with Weiman for now. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I though, think, when I think, if- I, I think the thing is, Dave. People keep saying we need to buy a striker. We need to buy a striker. I don't think we do. I think we need to buy two attacking midfielders out wide. Um, I think that's much more of a pressing issue for us. Uh, so that's a weakness. Byman is a workhorse. He'll play one. He'll score one goal in five, maybe. But yeah. he is not someone who is going to be a. You know, maybe he's a. Maybe he's where we are. A lower end championship player. Which is what he but always he's not, has he's been the whole time he's been here. You make make yeah. a good point there, Ian. I'll come back to you. Then I'll come back to uh, to, to Mark because I want to ask him something uh, separate. But Ian, this reluctance to sort of play Wells on his own up front because it's going to mean that Nathan Baker's just going to welly long balls through, but. Vyman's in the team because of his pace, and he always said he wants to play in the centre. Could you not have a front two pivot of Vyman and Wells, a bit like in the 70s? You're old enough to remember Steve Earle and Viv Busby, two very small, nippy forwards that used to play for Fulham. And Vyman and Wells with, I don't know, you know, what, what is that a workable combination as you see it, or is that that total stupid idea? Well, we did it with Steve Neville and Glenn Riley, which was quite similar. We never had a big guy up front. We used to play the ball down the channel, but we played with wingers um, and we had good wingers. And that, that's one of the main differences between um, this team and uh, uh, what we had then. Would I, you could play that, Dave, but we did, basically Les is dead right. I mean, if, if, you, if you're going to turn us into Barcelona... And say, right, the ball don't go above waist height. We, we play a quick tick attacker. Uh, we get up the field, we pass the feet, we get it in, we get runners in beyond the strikers, and the strikers running. Yeah, fabulous. I'd love to see it. Absolutely delighted. But we ain't any good. So, because mm. we're, we're not, well, I say we're not any good, we're, we're, we're not good enough to play like that. And, and that's the problem we got. So, before we start. Saying right, okay. On top of everything else, lads, what we're going to do now is um, is we're going to play a completely different type of football. I don't. Think, I mean, I think Atkinson's okay at bringing the ball out. Callas isn't brilliant at bringing the ball out, and and neither is Baker. So I, I think you and, and as as has been said, our midfield players are, are uh, quite slow. So I just don't see us being able to do it. I just I just don't think we're good enough to do that. Yeah, no, it does. Uh, but, you know, and, and I mean, that winger conundrum, we just don't have somebody that can put the ball in. And one player, I was trying to think of the name, actually, it's come back to me now, sign of old age, how we could do with Nicholas Eliasson. Yeah, now, was it that when he left us, uh, Ian, was it that he didn't want a sign for us because of the regime, because if you look at his assist record in the minutes that he was on, his stats, I was having this conversation with Dave Feb. his stats, minutes on the pitch, were pretty phenomenal. That's the sort of player that we could do with now, isn't it, Nicholas Eliason, being used properly? Well, he wanted to start games of football, and we weren't starting him. He had the best record with assists, and um, five points for guessing who was the guy, right, uh, not right behind him, but who our next highest number of assists, was a bloke called Jack Hunt. Um, so, yeah. He, yeah, I mean, I I, I liked Eliasson, but you know, he he didn't fit in three five. It's that thing about fitting in the system again. It's that three five two, oh, which is why they God. used to yeah. they used to bring him on as his impact Nightmare. as an impact substitute. And unlike yeah. a lot of our in, impact substitutes, he used to make an impact. Um, so, <laughs> he did. No, you're absolutely right. So, but I, I, I think right. yeah, I'd, I'd love him back if we're going to play. Uh, four four. If we're if we're going to play four four two or four five one um, with two wingers, I'd I'd love him back. You know, you stick him on one wing, or but you could play four five one now with uh, Calamo Dauda on on one wing and Antoine Semenyo on the other because it's basically four yeah. three three when you're attacking. So 
Um, yeah. You know, you you could do that, and but you you play three solid midfield players, and and you dominate possession, and the other teams have. You try and create some chances, but one up top, I think with the players at our disposal, I don't see any way we can go one up top and um, uh, one up top and succeed with the with the squad no. that we've got. In, unless I'm unless I'm missing something. All right, Mark, you've uh, sat patiently there. I wanted to ask you a question that um, I don't think Les follows the local press, and Ian probably does, but uh, I'll ask you the question. This jousting that's going on between Gregor and uh, Nigel Pearson, um, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, isn't it? What's your view on that? And um, Gregor, pretty much like we're doing, but he's committing it to print, telling... Pearson how to select his team. What do you think on uh, what do you think on uh, that? I think he's just doing his job. I mean, he, he's there. I mean, Gregor was there to write write good copy and sell and sell newspapers or or, or get or have his articles read online. That's what he believes. F- fair enough. I, 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 you know, I don't uh, really read too much into this. Nigel Pearson is pretty obstropolous guy. You know, he, he says what he thinks. He's, he, he doesn't suffer fools gladly. He won't change. But the local reporter will say should say what he thinks. He shouldn't just yeah. toe, toe the party line. And, and if he believes that we, the, 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 the players are suited to a better formation, say, say so. Just tell, yeah. say what, what it is. Just, be, you know, be, be brave. Braver, than, braver some of the, than some of the players. But nah, it's a load of rubbish. He's there to do his job. <laughs> Pierce, Pearson's there to, there to do his. Not brilliant at the moment. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> true. Okay, guys, I come to, to you first, uh, Les. Uh, Tuesday night at Reading and the uh, – if I go to Reading, we won't be doing a podcast on uh, – Tuesday, and then the next game's on a Friday. So, uh, Les, the next two games, Reading away and uh, Swansea at home. Your predicted points outcome from those two? Uh, I think we'll lose to Reading. I think you'll get a draw against Swansea. Yep. Okay. Mark, those two games, the next two coming up? Uh, One point, Swansea. Draw. Draw. So, you're saying the same. Lose at Reading. Ian, for you, next two games? I'm afraid I'm going to have to go for two defeats. If, if I'll put a caveat on that, if he, he doesn't make some positive formational and playing style changes, I just I just don't see where it's going to improve. In other words, where we'll be able to score goals and the other team won't. And that that's I'm not being horrible. I'm just being honest. And if anybody can explain to me why it should change and why it will change. I, I really am all ears. So I'd love to hear it because I'd love to believe that it's going to happen. Well, we hope we hope something happens. Something's got to change. How long have we been saying that down here, Ashton? Uh, down here, Ashton Gate. Uh, well, I, just, don't, uh, I don't think we we played two decent sides yet. I mean, if well, we play, no, but we've got, we play like we've that got, against two good sides. I think we get hammered. Well, yeah, I don't think Reading are particularly good side. Swansea on paper are, and then Cardiff. I mean, they've got. Well, good Swansea have lost a few players, team. haven't they? They've lost Gay. Gay, he's yeah. gone. Mudman's gone. Ayu's gone. Uh, so you know, Walsh and the likes Corey of Jamie Smith Patterson. They, okay, they brought in the likes of Jamie Patterson. They must be struggling. <laughs> <laughs> True. Guys, thanks for your contribution uh, this evening. Also, the many people that have made uh, text comments on uh, our uh, screen here. Uh, everybody, pretty much, uh, you're probably not listening, Gregor, but very much in uh, support of, uh, of you, which is, uh, which is uh, good, uh, good to hear. But uh, I hope, as we all do, that we get maximum points and from the next couple of games and then go over to Cardiff and beat them because we're not all miseries on here. We just want the best for uh, City. But well, nobody, we've been saying nobody, that for about three and a half years now. Yeah, but Dave, nobody <laughs> nobody wants City to lose. Who's a City fan? I've never heard a City fan say that. No. But you said to, you didn't say to me, what do you want out the next two games? What I'd like is two 5 nil wins. No, what or- do we expect? No, you're right. <laughs> what do we expect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ian's on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, you think with my head and not my heart. And my heart says, yeah, I'd love to win. I know, and that's what, my head and says, that's, what, that's very unlikely, the, Ian. They won't. No. And to go back so, to what Derek Libri said on Twitter, tell it as we see it, 
don't bow to pressure and we're not bound to any pressure we don't care we've always said i can't see much pressure to be perfectly honest i mean most of the people i've read about (laughs) are saying well actually 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 you've got a point um but one uh, one thing one little bit of breaking news uh from across the the um across the divide uh clint hill has decided to leave bristol rovers for personal reasons uh joey barton has just has just revealed that so there you are. It could be. It could be worse. We 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 could be them. So uh, there you well, are. we could be. We could be them, guys. Thanks for your contribution. Thanks to everybody who's listened, and uh, we'll be back uh, very soon. May even be after the Reading game if I don't go. All the best, chaps. God and bless you. Take Thank care, you. everybody, Cheers. and uh, keep Bye. keep smiling. Bye-bye. 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 It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.